The world has written a narrative of motherhood that's narrow and limiting. But that's not how motherhood was designed to be. We don't have to accept that narrative or stay in that confined space. As Christian mothers, we have the freedom to create a beautiful, fulfilling, and inspiring life for ourselves and for our families. We can live a life of purpose and vision in the midst of the confusion around us. I want you to move from being unsure to being confident as a mom. I want to see you let go of the overwhelm and guilt and embrace the freedom we have in Christ. Let's learn how to enjoy the life and the family we've been given. Let's create homes where faith can grow and hearts can be shaped for the kingdom. I'm Audrey McCracken, and welcome to Grace for My Home. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Grace for My Home. It is actually chilly today. I had to find a sweater to wear this morning to work, and I'm so excited. The holidays are right around the corner, and that is a sure sign. And there's just something nice about that chill in the air when you walk out. And we live in the South. I live in South Carolina, so we seem to get that chill rather late. But it does come eventually, and this week it was so nice. And now I I don't get my hopes up too high because I know that it could be in the 80s next week. But as far as today, it was very nice. I run a coffee shop for my church. My sister and I run a coffee shop. And so that's really nice because during this weather, we are selling so many hot drinks, and it's just comforting. You know, we get to provide a place for people to come and have a nice cup of coffee, and maybe a sweet treat, and sit down with friends. And today, I was at the shop, and I looked out, and I saw so many groups. I saw two or three people working on laptops, and and then we had some people who were just meeting as friends just to have some time together. We had a couple of other people reading. And I thought, you know, this is why we do this. This is why we do it. We do it to make a place for people, because everybody needs a place. Well, today I wanted to a principle that is in the Bible, and that principle is to whom much is given, much is required. And I just want to expound on that a little bit and hopefully encourage you in your walk with the Lord and in your life. You know, we are all subject to, um, we all have things that we struggle with, right? There are all of us have areas where we struggle. And one of my areas is negativity. And you may think, really? You know, because you're that's what you do is that's what I do is I encourage moms. That's my heart. And that's why I do this podcast. But I myself struggle with the feelings of um, not being enough and not doing enough or being stuck And I think over the years, because I've recognized that this is an area where I get bogged down in, I'm on the lookout for it. Because when I when I feel myself or when I find myself in a place where I just feel stuck, I recognize, oh, this is, you know, one of those things where I I seem to keep sliding into. And one of those areas for me is feeling like you know, things are just gloomy or things are not right or things should be better or why is this so hard? And 
So I just want to share with you today some things that have helped me in case you also struggle with those thoughts or with those temptations to just be frustrated because things are not the way you want them to be. Because I did learn a long time ago that if I'm frustrated, if I am somewhere where I don't like, where I don't want to be, then I am the only person who can get me out of that place. Now, you might say, well, what about the Lord? Well, the Lord can help me, but he will never make me. That's one of the things I love about the Lord. He will help us, but he is a gentleman. He will never make us. He loves us so much that he gave us a free will, and he wants us to use that free will. But sometimes we find ourselves in situations where we just don't like where we are, you know, and we feel limited Often, you know, I felt this way about money. I thought, Lord, if I just had more money, we could do this or I could do that. And sometimes it's time. You know, time is, you know, we say we spend time because time is like money. It's precious and it's limited. And so sometimes I feel that way about time. I feel like I just don't have enough time. If I had more time, I could do this. I can do that. I just feel limited in my time. And sometimes it's resources. You know, I just don't have enough education or, you know, I just don't have enough friends or, I, you know, I just don't have enough this or that. And we can fall into this, into this false mindset that we're limited, that we've not been given all that we need to do the things that we feel on our heart that we should be doing or that we want to do. And sometimes when we find ourselves in those situations, it can be really easy to blame other people or even blame the Lord because we're frustrated. You know, it's kind of like, you know, if I'm not happy at this at this time with my marriage, then I can blame the Lord because he's the one who gave me that husband of mine, you know, or if I'm not happy with my job, I can blame the Lord because he's the one who gave me that job. And it's really easy sometimes to get stuck in not being happy, but really not doing anything about it. And also not recognizing the things that you have been given. You know, sometimes we're so focused on the things we don't have that we lose focus of the things that we do have. And I want to talk with you today about recognizing and utilizing what you have been given. You know, there is a story in Matthew, there's a parable that Jesus tells about a businessman. I think Jesus calls him a master and says he was going to a foreign country. So he took his resources, his money, and he distributed it to some of his servants, some of his workers. And it says that he gave them according to their ability. So he knew them. He knew what they were capable of and what they weren't. And he didn't give them more than they could handle. To one, he gave five talents. To one, he gave two talents. And to another, he gave one talent. Now, if you were the one who got one talent, you may somehow you were treated unfairly because you just got one talent. But a talent was equal to a year's salary. So it was no small gift. In today's value, they say a talent would be anywhere from 600000 to a million dollars. And so this servant was given a large gift, all in one sum at one time. And his master and he and his master gave him this gift. And it says he went away for a long time. 
Well, the first servant immediately went out, took those five talents, invested it, and made ten talents. The second servant took those two talents, went out, invested it, and immediately made had four talents. The, the, the servant who only got one talent, the word says he went and he buried it. And so when the time of reckoning come, when the time when the, the master came back and was inquiring about what he had distributed to his servants, the first two brought what they had earned. And the master was very pleased with them and said, well done, my good and faithful servant. Then the, but the last servant, the one who only received one talent, he brought that talent back. You know, he dug it up and brought it back and said, here you go. And it says he said to his master, and I think this is very telling of his frame of mind and of his heart. It says, and the one also who had received the one talent came up and said, master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow and gathering where you scattered no seed. And I was afraid and I went away and I hid your talent in the ground. See, you have what is yours. But his master answered and said to him, you wicked, lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I do not sow and I gather where I scatter no seed. Then you ought to have put my money in the bank and on my arrival I would have received my money back with interest. So he rebukes this servant and it's but it's very telling the excuse the servant gives for not increasing or at least investing or trying to invest what his master had given him. He said, I knew you're a hard man. You reap where you didn't sow, and you gather where you did not scatter. And so I was afraid, and I buried this talent. Here it is. Here's what's yours. And so out of fear, this servant did nothing. He played it safe. And in playing it safe, he made the biggest mistake of all. His master saw past his excuse and said, you wicked, lazy servant, So he wasn't having it. He knew. He knew. He said, if you were afraid because you believe these things about me, then you should have done something with what I gave you. And guys, this is such a very, this is such a clear picture of the Lord when we're, when we stand before him, us give an account of what he's given us. And it's so easy sometimes to think, well, I just haven't been given as much as other people. You know, I just, what have I been given? I mean, so-and-so has more, or this person over here has more, but, you know, I really, you know, I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of there. You know, I just, I don't have a whole lot, or I've not been given this, or I wish I'd been given that. I would have done something with that. And we fail to recognize that God has given us more in our lifetime than we could ever ask or think or imagine. It's just we don't recognize it because it's not always, it doesn't always come in the form that we wanted it. But you are so blessed. 
Now, I didn't say everything was perfect or, you know, you have everything you want or, you know, everything's lined up perfectly, but you are so blessed. God has so blessed you and he expects something for that. Now, he's not looking for your money. Okay. God doesn't need your money. He's looking for you to take what he's given you and invest it in his kingdom. He loves you and he has given you gifts and talents and resources and abilities. And he wants you to take those things he's given you and make them grow. And how do you make them grow? By using them, by serving him, by investing them, not by burying them and just waiting for him to come so you can give them back to him. He expects you to do something with the gifts, the talents, the resources that he's given you. But now if you're like me, sometimes I don't see them. I don't see them. I feel so limited. Sometimes I look around and think, well, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough money. I don't have enough energy. You know, I don't have enough resources. And that's because I haven't been looking through his eyes. And I sometimes we have to stop and pray and say, Lord, let me see through your eyes. Let me see what you've given me, Lord. If I'm not using these resources wisely, if I'm wasting them, if I'm burying them somewhere, Lord, show me so that I can stop doing that and I can put them to good use. You know, God does not limit us. We limit ourselves. He has so much good. He has so many good things for us. You know, no matter what he's done in your life, and I know he's done good things in your life, he has so much more. And you might say, Audrey, you don't know me. You don't know my family. You don't know my situation. How can you sit here and say, God has more for me? Because he always has more. Because he's a good father. Because he he loves to give. He has a giving heart. You see, this servant didn't recognize the father's heart. See, this servant didn't recognize his master's heart. To him, his master was a taker. When actually his master was a giver. He didn't have eyes to see correctly. And so since he could not see the master correctly, since he saw him through wicked eyes, he believed his master was wicked. But his master was generous. And his master was giving him an opportunity to be faithful. He was giving him an opportunity to be blessed. He was giving him an opportunity to take a little, and not really just a little, because it was a lot, but less than he thought perhaps he deserved and invest it and see it grow. You know, somebody, I heard, I read something in a book years ago and it has stuck with me because I found it so true in my life. And it said, we are happiest when we're growing. And I thought that is so true. When I see growth in my life, that brings me joy. That makes me want to keep on going. When I see, when I can see, and sometimes you don't see it every day. It's like one of those things where, you know, you go through seasons and then you look back and you see where you've grown. But when I can look in a season and see where I've grown, then that encourages me to keep on going. 
And so when we, when God gives us things and we invest those things and we grow those things and, and we grow with those things in maturity and in wisdom, then it encourages us to keep on going. And I want to encourage you, ask the Lord, Father, show me what have you given me? What do you, have you given me to invest? You know, when I stand before you on that day, and you and I have to give account for what you've given me. Lord, help me to be able to say, Lord, you gave me this and I turned it into this. I didn't bury it, but I put it to use and it grew and I grew. And he will be able to say to us, well done, my good and faithful servant, because that's his heart. His heart is to see you succeed. You know, he is not looking to rebuke you. He is not looking to watch you fail, right? He's not giving you a life to beat you up at the end. He wants to see you grow and succeed. He loves us. We're his daughters. You know, when I had children, it did something in me as far as understanding a little bit more about how much God loves us because I want my children to succeed. I want them to get it. I want them to understand what what life is all about. I want to see them grow and I want to see them prosper in all their areas. I want to see them have healthy relationships. I want to see them do well in their finances. I want to see them, you know, I want to see them love God. And that's the Father's heart for us. He is cheering us on. He wants us to get it. He wants us to do well. He wants us to be able to stand before him one day and he wants to be able to say, well done. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And I want that for us too. Amen. I hope this has been encouraging for you. You are so blessed. If you don't see it right now, ask the Lord to show you all the ways that he has blessed you, all the resources that he's put in your hands, and ask him to help you to take those resources and to put them to work, not bury them, but to put them to work. And guys, that's scary. You know, it's so much more, it feels so much safer to just sit on them to just sit on them, you know, to just, when the Lord comes back, say, Lord, here it is. Here's what you gave me. But that's the biggest mistake of all is doing nothing. And we're not going to be those kind of daughters. We're going to be the ones who say, here, Lord, you gave me this and I invested it. I invested in myself and I did the work that you called me to do. So let me pray for you before you go. I hope that this has been encouragement to you because I want us to be able to stand before him and hear those words. Well done. Well done. Father, we thank you today that you are, that you have given us this life to enjoy. And Lord, you are cheering us on. You want to help us to succeed. And Father, I pray that you would help us to get unstuck. Lord, if we're stuck, Help us to get unstuck. Lord, help us. Lord, help us to see it through your eyes. God, lift us up so we can see it through your eyes. Father, I pray, Lord God, that the areas, Lord, where we're frustrated, that you would show us the source of our frustration and show us, Lord, what we can do about it. And Lord, if there's nothing we can do about it, Lord, help us to trust you to do something about it. But Lord, help us not feel limited 
But Lord, help us to see how many possibilities you've given us. Father, where we have seen problems, help us to see possibilities. Lord, where we have seen obstacles, help us to see opportunities. Father, we love you. And I pray, Lord God, that you would help your daughters to keep going, Lord God. Lord, that we would run this race, Lord God, Lord, as those who will receive that crown of victory at the end, that we will stand before you one day and hear, well done. It was messy. It was hard, but well done. You didn't give up, my good and faithful servant. Lord, we love you. Lord, prepare us, Lord. Show us the way. And we thank you, Father. It's all by your grace. In Jesus' name. Amen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode today and will join me here again next week. You can find more encouragement on my blog at graceformyhome.com. God bless. Bye-bye.